You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out to everybody listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network, YouTube live streaming. We're going to take good care of you. We got a big show here on a Monday. We're going to look back at week four, which was a Big one here in the NFL. We had a lot of upsets and we had a lot of very key injuries that we're going to break down and analyze, tell you who's the next man up proverbially and if you need to spend any time on them at all. We're going to go through all the injuries. We're going to preview the end of week four, which is tonight, Monday Night Football, out there in Kansas City as the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. They get to host. The Washington football team. I like that like my name was Kirk Cousins. And uh, if you want to join the show a little bit later on, there's so many ways that you could get down with the fantasy freestyle, okay? You could holler at me at 844-843-6879. My man, the manimal, Chris Bavona, will be taking good care of you. He's on the one and twos like usually. Yeah, we keep it so hot that we sweat steam. And listen, we have been blowing up like a Samsung 7. If he likes you, he'll get you on the show at 844 844- Four eight four three six eight seven nine. We also have a poll question up, like we usually do on a Monday. I want to know which diamond helped you win your Week Four matchup. Was it Lamar Miller, who with the Houston Texans putting up fifty seven? We're gonna have to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit later on. Was it Devin Funchess, maybe, who got not one but two touchdowns as the Carolina Panthers eviscerate that defense up there in New England, like everybody else has so far this year? We're gonna talk about that a little bit as well. Was it Alvin Kamara? who got 10 passes and did work for New Orleans out there in London. Top of the morning to you. Was it somebody else? We also want to know who was your, and I got to say it this week, your non-injury related Fugazi, okay? Because so many people left with injuries that may wind up hurting your team. And we have breaking news right now on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, who you know left the game against Denver yesterday. He's going to be out they think around the month, maybe more, with fractures in his back. At first, they thought it was just back spasms, but now they say he's got a fracture there. This is a guy who, remember, broke his leg last year, has a fracture in his back. We'll talk about that a little bit as well, but I want to know which of your fugazis hurt you in week four. Was it a guy like Antonio Brown, who for the first week in a long time did not do it? Was it Demarius Thomas? I think he had like two catches. Was it a guy like Brandon Cooks, who after his big game in week three, didn't really do much or was it someone else let me know you can holler at me a little bit later we're talking injuries we're talking trends and takeaways from week four we preview monday night football and we take your calls as we drop stats over beats right here it's the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network let's come on back with speeds and spitting statistician 
Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. Let the boys be boys. Slam. Yo, this used to be one of my favorite songs in the early 90s. Onyx giving you that slam right after they had Throw Your Guns Up. This is good stuff. Digging in the crates. My man, Chris Bavona, the manimal on the ones and twos. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We're dropping stats over beats here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like I said, week four was a big one. In terms of injuries to key players that you may have been relying on, in your fantasy league. Let's start talking about him. First of all, I just told you, Oakland quarterback Derek Carr has some kind of fracture in his back. He's going to be out, they say, two to six weeks. I don't know what's crazier. The fact that you have a fracture in your back and that football is so violent, or the fact that when you have a fracture in your back, you're only expected to miss a couple of weeks. Regardless, it'll be EJ Manuel under center for the Raiders. Not exactly what they thought going into the season where they had so much high hopes and expectations. Also, Beast Mode has not really been doing it. We'll talk about that as we go through the week as well. But Derek Carr, definitely going to miss some time out there in Oakland. Julio Jones is day-to-day now because of a hip injury. He left the game yesterday against Buffalo. And Mohamed Sanu also has a hamstring injury. He's going to be out two to three weeks. Lucky thing for Atlanta is that they actually have a bye next week here in week five of the NFL football season. Week five is the first week where there are some buys, okay? So Atlanta has a bye, and it couldn't come at a better time for their banged-up wide receiver core. Think about a guy like Justin Hardy. Think about a guy like Tyler Gabriel. And even remember that tight end Austin Hooper who popped off in week one, didn't really get many targets going forward, came back, bounced back with a nice 5-for-50 game yesterday. But if there's no Sanu and if there's no Julio for a little while, or if Julio is going to be this decoy and something to manage game in and game out, I think Hooper, Gabriel could be guys to target out there in Atlanta. Sad to share that Chris Carson... Looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season. He's gone on IR with a what they are saying is a broken ankle. And, you know, it's sad for him because he really was in that situation. People thought that he was going to be the answer to the concerns of the Seattle run game with that bad offensive line. The question is, where do we go from here? I am not buying this McKissie kid. I think that's a one-week one kind of thing. The same as a one-week thing with a guy like Wayne Gallman. The same as a one-week thing with a guy like Aaron Jones. Do not drink the Kool-Aid on the flavor of the month because if you did that in week one, you picked up Kenny Galladay and I told you, eh, pump the brakes. It could have been Rashard Higgins. It could have been who knows who it was. But remember, these hot guys pop off one week. You spend your waiver priority on them and then they do nothing the rest of the time. We'll talk about that. Who could it be? 
Is it going to be Fat Eddie Lacy hashtag feast mode? I'm not so sure. I actually think it's going to be Thomas Rawls, who was a healthy scratch uh, yesterday. I actually think he's going to be the guy. Pete Carroll said already to reporters today that they're lucky that they have a guy like Thomas Rawls who can step right in and do the job. But maybe the biggest one of them all. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, who looked like a three-down workhorse stud for the ascending Minnesota Vikings, was my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Looks like he's torn his ACL. He's going to be done for the year, and that is a shame. We're praying for you out there. He looked explosive, and now who knows what it'll be like when he comes back. They said he has some cartilage damage, may have some damage to his meniscus as well. That is a big-time blow to Vikings fans and to fantasy football owners. Not to be outdone, Marcus Mariota left the game with a hamstring injury. He's having an MRI. They say he's day-to-day. Listen, if the Titans have to go down to Matt Castle, it is a problem for their season, okay? Not only for guys like the Rashard Matthewses of the world, the Delaney Walkers of the world, but also for this this whole team, what they want to do, they are called exotic smash mouth. And Marcus Mariota is a big part of that. And Matt Castle is not approximating what you know, Mariota did in the run game. This could be bad news. Hopefully, Mariota doesn't miss much time. Keep your eye out on that for the rest of the week. And also, up there in Buffalo, and we're going to talk about the Bills a little bit more, but up there in Buffalo, Jordan Matthews is going to have thumb surgery. They say he's going to be out at least a month. Now, Jordan Matthews and the wide receiver group for Buffalo, they weren't really doing it. Everybody loves Zay Jones coming into the season. He hasn't really been doing it. If you listen to me on the Fantasy Free style, I told you that the targets go to Shady McCoy and they go to Charles Clay. I'm doubling down on that like I have 11 and the dealer is showing a 6. I'm doubling down on that because now these guys are going to be even more of the focus and get even more targets. So I like Clay and I like McCoy going forward. Also, as it relates to the New York football giants, Paul Perkins is day-to-day with the rib issue. Could it be Darkwall coming back? Could it be Vereen? Could it be Gallman? I don't know because I think that the Giants are abandoning the run altogether. Like I said, I'll talk about that a little bit more. So I stay away from this altogether. And Odell Beckham, they say his finger is sore. Oh, pobrecito. The question I used to always get asked when I was a kid and I got hurt and I came off. Someone used to always ask me, are you hurt or are you injured? If you're hurt. You play through it. If you're injured, you can't play and you're a detriment to the team. Odell Beckham doesn't seem to know the difference because he cries like a little baby. And, you know, if the ankle is that bad, then you're injured and you don't play. But if you're out there, suck it up and play. I don't need you falling to the ground in dramatic fashion after every time you get tackled or run into the sideline worrying about your finger. Listen, he is an amazing talent, an amazing player, but it's a little too much starting to wear on me. Listen, Head coach Hugh Jackson of the Cleveland Browns says they quote-unquote have total confidence in Deshaun Kaiser. This after a game where he was pulled going 16 of 34 for 118 yards. He got benched. I don't know. Maybe you want to run him out there just to find out if you have something in Deshaun Kaiser. And I understand that. If that is then the sole purpose of your season, to see if he's the guy moving forward or if you're right back in the quarterback market next year at the top of the NFL draft. I'll tell you who does not have confidence in their starting quarterback. 
the Chicago Bears. After Thursday night football, I came here and I told you that what's likely going to happen because they have the mini buy and they don't go until Monday night, I told you what's likely is that they will make a change to Mitchell. Don't call me Mitch Trubisky for week five Monday night football against the Vikings. And they came out today and said that that, in fact, was the case. Mitchell Trubisky will start for the Bears in week five. What I want to do now is I want to tell you my top kind of trends and top takeaways from week four. This is what I've been doing every week on a Monday, and a lot of it, we're going to hold myself accountable also. I'm going to tell you what shot calls I got right and who put it in my eye as well. But before we get to that, the number one story to me is the New England Patriots. People were guessing, like, what's a better chance? Will the Patriots go 16-0 and or will the Jets go 0-16? Well, right now they're both 2-2. Two and two. Right now, they're both staring up at the Bills in the AFC East. What is going on with the New England Patriots? I'll tell you. It's not Tom Brady. It's not the offense. This defense is a problem. You know how much we talk about how bad the Colts' defense is and how everybody we should play against the Colts, how bad that defense is? And they looked bad yesterday on Sunday Night Football also. After four games, the Colts have given up 1,585 yards. That's around 1,600. That's around 400 a game. That's no great shakes. They're 31st in the league. The Patriots are dead last at 1,827 yards. That is 250 more yards they're giving up over four games than the Colts, who we call a dumpster fire. I think that is the problem. They made Cam Newton look great when the Saints defense couldn't do that, okay? They made Cam Newton look great, and I still don't think Cam is right, but there's a problem with the Patriots, and it's with their defense. I think it's karma coming around because, as I told you, remember, I told you about a month or two ago that on the the Fantasy Freestyle that the Patriots were already printing for their season ticket holders home AFC championship game tickets. If they get there, it just may not be at home. Don't get me wrong. I think the Patriots will still be there, but they need to fix their defense. I told you also about big-time injuries this week. So the question is, as a fantasy football owner, how do you respond? You know, like, who's next man up? Do you take the tack that you need to, like, save maybe your waiver wire? Save your fat budget until the injury bug hits you and not go out after these like one-off guys like this week. It'll probably be Wayne Gallman and Aaron Jones. Or do you wait until something, the injury bug hits you? Do you look more into trying to stash some handcuffs? Do you look more like how do you respond? We're going to talk about that a little bit this week as well. And what I also want to talk about is now my man Tony Sincata said that after four games, the sample size is legit. And there's some three-in-one teams at the top of their division that I think are very important to note. First of all, in the NFC West, the Rams. The Rams are at 3-1. and one. They lead the division. They have the number one offense in the NFL. They're scoring 35.5 points a game. Goff is developing. He, they won and had a good game when Sammy Watkins only had one catch. They're doing it inside. They're doing it outside. I told you the Rams are one of these offenses that are gr- some greater than their parts. Take the aggregate. And Jared Goff showing development. He's going inside now to Gurley and Cup. He's only going to go to Woods and Watkins when he needs to. And on the other side how about the buffalo bills defense they go into atlanta turn the ball over they have given up only 54 points in four weeks big defensive touchdown to beat atlanta i think this could be for real as well we come back i'm going to tell you about some guys that i got right and some guys that put it in my eye right here on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network we open the phones up too. holla at your boy henry sterling shepherd michael thomas These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. 
They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. He's the spitting statistician holding you down on a Monday after week four where a lot of people got banged up. If you were a Derek Carr owner, a Dalvin Cook owner, a Julio Jones owner, a Marcus Mariota owner, a Chris Carson owner, you are looking for some help today. We got the phone lines open at 844-843-6879. I was telling you some of my major takeaways from week four, and I started with the Patriots. I think this Patriots defense is a problem. They have given up over 250 more yards than the Indianapolis Colts. We all agree is a horrible defense that we look to attack in fantasy sports. So something needs to be fixed with the New England Patriots defense or else they will not be hosting the AFC championship game as they printed tickets for their season ticket holders. I also talked about, listen, the first place Rams are scoring at 35 and a half points a game. I really believe in this development of Jared Goff. He used really the middle of the the field, peppering guys like Todd Gurley and Cooper Cup yesterday. I think this offense is going to be able to adjust to the matchup, and I really like that. Todd Gurley is now a top five stud, okay, and I think this is going to continue because they can't put 50 through the box against him anymore. I also gave praise to that Bills defense that went down into Atlanta, who looked scary and sustainable, and got a W. They now lead the AFC East at 3-1. and one. Before we go to the calls, I really just real quick... I want to talk about the things that I called right and the things that I called wrong because when we open up the phone lines, I know people are either going to be like, thanks for this, or they're going to be like, hey, you told me about this and let me down. So let me at least acknowledge what they were real quick. First of all, I told you about Wendell Smallwood. I told you that he would be the guy that I would actually spend some of my waiver wire or fab budget on because I think he takes that Darren Sproles role, and I also told you I thought he would still get some carries as well. What did he do? He had six targets, which tied with Alshon Jeffrey behind only Zach Ertz for targets in Philadelphia. So yes, he is taking that pass down work. But he also had 10 carries and he got into the end zone rushing. I think that will continue. It also got a second chance for LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt looked good for the first time all year, ripping off a big run, going 16 carries for 136 yards. I told you about this, but larger... I told you about the Philadelphia Eagles. I told you I liked them to be the class of the NFC East, and right now they are in first place. I told you the Jets were a home dog that you should take. They won outright, and I also told you the reason that I liked the Jets was because these Jaguars were coming after the London game with no bye. And the Jaguars, they seem to... uh have some brain farts, quite frankly. The fake punt that worked against them, the Bilal Powell touchdown run where they didn't tackle him when they should have. I think maybe that was a little bit of jet lag. I told you about my boy Boom Boom Bilal Pow Pow, who went 21 for 163 yards and another 27 on the ground without Matt Forte in there. I like to say that was a sharp call. Hey, hey, 
Hey, you know what it is. I also told you that the Giants and the Cardinals, their quarterbacks were going to be incredible volume plays and maybe better for fantasy than they were for real-life football teams. Well, Carson Palmer threw it 51 times for 357 yards. They couldn't get to the end zone until overtime, though, but I told you volume throwing. Eli Manning put it up 48 times. He got 288 yards, two touchdowns in the air, and he also ran for a touchdown. Funny to say, Eli Manning was the second leading rusher for the New York Giants. They have abandoned their run game, and those things will continue. If you listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, I told you that. The other thing I told you was out in Buffalo, the targets do not go to wide receivers. They go to LaShawn McCoy, and the waiver wire tight end pickup that I had was Charles Clay. I told you about Charles Clay. He got 112 yards through the air on seven targets. He now leads the team in all of those receiving categories, targets, receptions, and receiving yards. I think that will continue, especially with Jordan Matthews out for the next month. A couple things, though, that I got wrong. I'm going to admit it. I got wrong. First of all, I've been telling everybody about Joe Sir Mixalot Mixon and that he was going to be the focus in this new offensive coordinator. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. He had 19 yards on the ground, 19 yards receiving. I am encouraged that he did have 21 touches. They are still trying to get him the ball, but he hasn't produced as of yet. I'm going to have to temper my expectations on Joe Mixon. I admit it. The other thing is that I was saying that, listen, Deshaun Watson is not going to be able to do it back-to-back weeks. He did it against the Patriots, but that was just one thing. He put that in my eye. He had four touchdowns in the air, another one on the ground, five touchdowns. We need to listen to the people on Lineup Lock Live who had Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback and the people's lineup that cashed in DraftKings this week for week four. Those are some things I got right and some things I got wrong. At least I admit it. We hold ourselves accountable on Monday. But now let's go to the phone lines at 844-843-6879. The first one up is Aaron in Oakland. Oklahoma. Aaron, how can I help you out? What do we got? We're going into Monday Night Football in week five. We got injuries, a lot of things to t- discuss. How can we help you here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Hey, Dane. Uh, big fan of the show. Appreciate what you do, man. Uh, you're good at it. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate um, that, Aaron. And also, man, don't worry about the callers to get upset at you because none of us are fortune tellers. This is true. But, this um, is true. Hey, what are we going to do? Yeah. How can I help you, man? All right. I got two questions, and it should be quick ones, but um, I have Chris Carson, and he's gone. So the best option on free agency right now is Funches and uh, Camara. I don't know who to pick up on that. And then the second question is, what the hell do I do with DeMarco Murray? I hate to be that guy that takes one big play away from him, but if you do, he's only averaging 3.4 yards a game. And with losing Mariota – what what do I do with this guy? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And thanks for the call, Aaron, and thanks for the love. First of all, as you are absolutely right, I say it all the time, professional gamblers, they make it, they get it right 55% of the time and they're professional, okay? To your first question, Alvin Kamara is the ad, okay? Alvin Kamara is the ad. He is going to be a guy who is growing in the season, okay? You saw him get 10 catches yesterday with that Drew Brees passing attack. Listen, Adrian Peterson has no role on that team. I think Alvin Kamara is only going to improve over time. One of the things, if you listen to the show, you hear me say that running back is a young man's hustle. Alvin Kamara is the young man in New Orleans, especially in PPR leagues. I like him. When you talk about DeMarco Murray, I think you're absolutely right, Aaron. What are we going to do? You're not going to drop him. Don't drop him. Okay, but you adequately explain the issue. 
I think the bigger problem is not only DeMarco Murray, but the problem could be the loss of Marcus Mariota. Okay, if Marcus Mariota is missing any time with that hamstring, defenses will play the Titans much differently. I think you need to bench DeMarco Murray potentially, especially if Mariota is not there because teams will be trying to stop the exotic smash mouth run and force Matt Castle to do it on his arm, and I don't believe he's going to be able to do it. You need to look, wait and see. I think you, you know, you send DeMarco Murray over to that, over to the corner in the bench for a little while, all right? But thanks for the call, Aaron. We got Renee in Connecticut. Renee in Connecticut, you are up next on the Fantasy Freestyle. You're dropping stats over beats. How you doing? Speeds, what's going on, man? How's everything? How you doing, Renee? What's going on? Uh, Well, let's see. I'm mad. Oh, boy. I dropped Cam Newton. Remember we were talking about Cam Newton last week? We did. We did. You're Dropped absolutely them. right. We did. And, we some, and some, somebody picked them up for zero dollars. But here's zero the thing. Bucks. Let me tell you something, Renee. Let me tell you something, Renee. I'm still like, yeah, he had a he had a big game yesterday. I actually believe that is a function more of the Patriots defense than of Cam Newton. The things we were talking about with Cam Newton are still in play. He's still banged okay. up. The offense is still evolving in a different way. And he still has that shoulder issue, okay? And Greg Olson still isn't hmm. there. I truly believe, and I know may be hard for you to trust me on this one, Renee, but I think it was more about the Patriots' defense than it was about Cam Newton. I, 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 I hear you. You dropped him. You had a big game. But whoever picked him up, they're not going to run him out and trust him again. That's like got a new lease on life. I really don't think the Cam Newton problem is solved, but I understand the frustration after losing him and then he goes off. But I think this is more on the Patriots' D than anything about Cam Newton. Cam Newton couldn't even do it against the Saints' defense, and we thought that would be a horrible defense that he'd be able to attack, and it didn't happen. I think it's an indictment on the Patriots D as opposed to Cam Newton, but I feel you, Renee. What else you got? Uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, I'm good. I got Goff, and he ended up doing good for me, so I'm, I'm happy with that. But okay. um, So, my issue, my two my two issues real quick is one, so I'm a Patriot fan, so you, you, you're hitting the, hell, the head and the nail with the whole defense thing. So, should I put Deshaun Jackson for this Thursday's game? And the second thing is, I lost Carson and I lost... Um, Dalvin Cook, so oh, wow. um, I'm looking at the waiver wire, and I don't, I mean, I'm not seeing anything, honestly. So I got Bilal Powell on the bench. He had a crazy game this weekend, but Good. can I count on that, or is Forte still going to be involved when he comes back? It, yeah, Forte might be involved when he comes back, but here's the thing. That turf toe is a lingering thing. I think, I think Bilal Powell is going to be the lead back, and I think the number two back is going to be Elijah McGuire, who if you saw the Jets game, he he looked decent in a role. Well, the Jets might want to run the ball instead of worrying about their uh, – Instead of worrying about their pass-catching options, I agree. It, it sucks to lose Cook and Carson. I think Bilal Powell is definitely someone you could put in your lineup as long as Forte is out. And then uh, do me a favor. Hit me on Twitter. Show me your options on the waiver while I'll try and help you out there, Renee. We got time for a couple more questions. Let's go Dan in New Jersey. Dan in New Jersey, you're dropping stats over beats. You got some questions about the waiver wire going forward for Week 5. How can we help you? How's it going, Dane? What's going on, Dan? So I got uh, Matty Ice when I'm by, and I'm in need of a quarterback, uh, maybe a wide receiver or two, and possibly a running back. Um, I got the number one priority, and um, if you think I should use on anyone, 10-team standard. Um, just my running backs and wide receivers that are on my team is uh, Jordy, Tate, Corson, Macklin, uh, Devontae Freeman, Fournette, and Hyde. And then a couple of my options on the wire is uh, Deshaun Watson, Eli Dalton, Funches, Jerron Brown, Wright, 
and the wide receivers or running backs, sorry, are the uh, McGuire, Lat Murray, Duke Johnson, Collins, McKissick, and Rawls. And thanks, Coleman thanks, Dan. We're up against it. We're up against it right now. So here's what I'm going to tell you. You mentioned that you're in a ten-team league because you're in a ten-team league and you have that number one waiver priority. I don't think I'd spend it right now. I think you're actually okay on running back and wide receiver as it relates to quarterback. However, because you got Matty Ice on by, I understand that. You mentioned that Deshaun Watson is out there. You mentioned that Eli Manning is out there, and you mentioned that Andy Dalton is out there. I would not spend the waiver wire, okay? Because there's only a few teams on by this week. And because you're in a 10-team league, I think one of these guys will still be available for you after the waiver wire runs, so I wouldn't use it, and then I'd go Deshaun or Eli or Dalton after that. Thanks, Dan, for the call. I see you guys out there. We're going to go right back to the phones. Coming back on the Fantasy Freestyle. Hang on. We got you, bro. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Little Notorious B.I.G. and a little Bone Thugs in Harmony as we come back dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. The number to call is 844-843-6879. We're trying to help out some people, whether it be for tonight or for week five. Hey, Zach and Bama, you're talking about Chris Thompson or Rob Kelly. Go for Chris Thompson. Uh, Washington, they want to throw the ball. They want to be in shotgun with Chris Thompson right next to him. And fat Rob Kelly is not going to be on the field as much much we pick it up from the phones and the callers we go to steve in massachusetts steve in massachusetts you've been a friend of the show you're on the fantasy freestyle how you doing so far i'm doing all right uh, i'm gonna lose this week uh had some duds this week between uh cooks amari cooper and joe mixon so it, it, it kind of sucked uh and i also lost dalvin cook too and, and i was just wondering uh uh, what should I, what, what I should do now? Uh, I have Kareem Hunt, so I'm kind of I'm kind of okay there as far as like my RB one. Yep. But I, I mentioned I had Joe Mixon, and I also have Amir Abdullah uh, Foreman from the Texans, and I also picked up uh, just before the games. I picked up Alex Collins, and I was just wondering, uh, getting in the waivers tomorrow, if I should try to maybe go after Elijah Maguire, uh, maybe somebody from the Seattle backfield, or if I should really just try to go after Murray or. Uh, Mixon. And I, I should tell you this, I'm in a 10-team uh, PPR, so I just wanted to get your thoughts. Man. Fair enough, fair, fair enough, and thanks for the call, man. No, I, to be honest, the guys that are out there on the waiver wire that are going to be big ads, do not start over the guys you have, okay? I, I know about Joe Mixon. I acknowledge that. We got that wrong. But the name you mentioned there that I would put out there with Kareem Hunt as your second RB is Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah is looking like he's actually a normal back that can be healthy and 
didn't tote the rock. He had 20 carries, okay? And also, you have Alex Collins. I believe he is the between-the-tackle back for the Baltimore Ravens, okay? So I think in Collins and in Abdullah, you have guys that you could pair with Kareem Hunt. Out of these waiver wires, and tomorrow, guys, on the Tuesday edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, what we always do is we look at the top waiver wire ads at every position, and I give you my take, but I'll tell you right now, in, in uh, at the running back position, I think it is um, Alvin Kamara who is the hot ad that is worth it. And when it comes to Seattle, I don't know, man. I, I think it's actually on the low. Don't sleep on Thomas Rawls. Don't sleep on Thomas Rawls being able to be back in the mix there in, in, in line for production for Seattle. But that's not what I would do if I were you. Uh, Steve, I'd be happy that you had Amir Abdullah. I'd be happy that you had Alex Collins. Those are guys that you can run out there with Kareem Hunt. I'm sorry that you lost the guys that you did, though. Sorry. Going on next, we got my man Taco in Alabama. Taco, it's been almost a week and a half since I heard from you. Hope your team is still doing well. You're dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's going on, Taco? Nah, man, nothing much. Doing well. Good. 53 points up with uh, Cousins and Kareem left to go. I think you'll be all right. And, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and uh, I've got a question. Uh, next week, uh, Cousins is on a bye, mm-hmm. and I've also got Mariota, two, two, QB, two QB league. Okay. Uh, the, only, the only quarterbacks that are available right now are Brissett, Trubisky, um, Case Keenum and Josh McCown. Out of those four, I need you to pick one. Also, is it time to sit Demarius Thomas? All right. Thanks for the calls there, Taco. I'm glad you're doing well. Of those four, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would go with Jacoby Brissett. Of those four, okay, I don't like McCown, even though it's Cleveland. I don't like, you know, Case Keenum. I don't like um, – because they lost Dalvin Cook, so I think that that's going to be something they're going to have to deal with. And 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 Mitch Trubisky is in a tough spot on the road on Monday Night Football. I don't like him either. Here's the crazy one for you. If you need two, if you must have two, right, besides Jacoby Brissett, and I can't believe I'm saying this, if you're in a kind of league where you must start another quarterback or, like, the other option would be to take a zero, right, if that is the case, I mentioned to you guys that Derek Carr is going to be out for two to six weeks. That means in the short term it's going to be E.J. Manuel. I know it sounds crazy, but I would actually rather have E.J. Manuel than a guy like Josh McCown because of at least the weapons around him and that that team, you know, is a solid team that can still score some points, or at least we believe. I would still even have E.J. Manuel above some of those other guys, but I can't believe it. The answer is Jacoby Brissett. As it relates to Demarius Thomas, no, I, I, I hear you. You know, he was one of the Fugazis in our poll. Right now, a lot of people, right now, uh, let's see, 20% of the people out there are saying that he was the Fugazi who undermined them. So I know a lot of people are in the same position as you, Taco. But the thing is, like, on a week-to-week basis... You got you to gotta still run him out there. He's one of those people you spent a decent draft pick on him. Maybe like your, oh, I don't know. You probably spent like your fourth round pick on Demarius Thomas. So you got to run him out there. You got to run him out there. And I know it pains you, but especially with bye weeks coming up, man, you're going to have to keep him as a stable part in your lineup. Unfortunately, one of these weeks he is going to blow back up and you'd be sick to your stomach if he was on your bench. But thanks a lot for the call. Taco in Alabama, friend of the show. Call on back. We're going on now to Dallas in in Arizona, uh, you are on the fantasy freestyle. It looks like you had a bad week in terms of your running backs. It looks like your running backs are all in the infirmary right now. Well, how can I help you, man? Yeah, man. So I lost Dalvin Cook. Hopefully Montgomery. He's not out too long. 
and then I lost uh, Carson as well. Um, I have uh, Lamar Miller and Mark Ingram as well, but I was thinking because um, I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, um, and in my league, the, uh, the the running backs have so much value because every carry they, they get, it's like a point uh, two five of a point. So if they're For getting carries? 20 carries, I mean, that's five points. Of, yeah, exactly. And so okay. four carries equals one point. Okay. Um, and so what I was really thinking about doing is maybe, like, setting up something with, uh, with like, an Aaron Rodgers trade and, like, trying to get, like, a good RB1 because um, they have so much value. And right. I'm so depleted in that position after this week. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's a horrible idea, okay? I don't think it's a horrible idea. I got to tell you the truth, Dallas. Um, Mark Ingram is still fine. He's a guy that you could start on a week-to-week basis and not be worried about it. Aaron Rodgers, here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. Who does he have left with him, man? You know, his offensive tackles are both gone, Bakhtiari and Balaga. They lost Devontae Adams. They lost Ty Montgomery. You know, they they've had... Uh, Cobb in and out. They even lost a backup Jamal Williams. So I can understand that. But if you're going to move Aaron Rodgers, you better get a RB1 and a, like, a good quarterback, a quarterback that you feel comfortable starting week to week, okay? So don't, don't, like, don't settle and break the bank to do this. That's what I'm going to tell you, Dallas. Don't settle and break the bank to do this. I understand where you're going, but you better get another good quarterback back, okay? Get yourself get yourself the Matt Ryan, the Matthew Stafford, the Drew Brees, the, the Russell Wells. Get them back, okay? Don't drop down all the way. Don't sell him for pennies on the dollar because you could replace that running back a little bit easier even if you need to, okay? So I hear what you're saying, and I know that you're also viscerally reacting to the fact that you lost not one, not two, but three of your running backs. Keep Mark Ingram. Roll him out there and if you're gonna do that i don't completely object but make sure you get at least a good time a big time quarterback on the way back okay um so we got a couple more calls that we're gonna take we got keith in baltimore you're up next on the fantasy freestyle what's going on keith how can we help you out first i'm gonna start off by saying thanks for the clay tip help me in my dfs leagues all around all right, that's what's up. Charles Clay, five catches, 115 yards. And let me tell you something, man, Keith. Clay is going to be long-term. You said it was DFS, but with Jordan Matthews going down, all the targets are going to keep going to Clay. If he's still available in your season-long leave, if, if you need a tight end help, give him a look as well. But what's your question, Keith? I appreciate the love. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I got Kelsey there. But so I lost Sproles, Carr, Dalvin Cook, and Snoo right now. And Amari Cooper is, like you say, defecating the matches. He is defecating the matches. Is He's blunt gush trash right now. Bryant, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is Martavis Bryant and or Brandon Marshall worth a wide receiver two, or do I need to pick somebody up? Uh, neither one of them are a wide receiver two. Neither one of them are a wide receiver two, Keith. I'm sorry to tell you, okay? Both of them are, like, rosterable, but as wide receiver fours. Or, or, I mean, Brian is ahead of Marshall, in my opinion. Marshall may have something of a renaissance because, I, like I said, Eli Manning's just going to throw, throw, throw. But Marshall is still behind Odell Beckham. He's still behind Sterling Shepard. He's behind Evan Ingram. And I believe he's behind Shane Vereen as well. So I don't like Brandon Marshall. Mar- Martavis Bryan is a guy you could run out there as your wide receiver three, but he's touchdown dependent. He's going to be boom or bust. I think you need to look a little bit at the waiver wire. Listen tomorrow when I give you my hot wide receiver ads and if you want you could always hit me up on twitter at spitting speeds with the people that are left and i could try to help you out there we got one last call it's simon in atlanta simon in atlanta hook me up what you got for me hey man um 
I have Zeke and Kareem, but somehow I'm going to be one and three after this week. But um, despite that, I have uh, Jordy, Emmanuel, Brandon Cooks, uh, Will Fuller, and Tyrell Williams um, as my receivers. And I don't have a lot of depth at running back, so should I try to package two of those guys up and try to get a solid RB3 to uh, back up Kareem and Zeke? Thanks for the call, Simon. The answer is sure. Sure, just don't do Jordy. <laughs> just don't do Jordy. Do not let go of Jordy. You know an interesting, and, and, and I'm going to also tell you, I think the person that you'd get the most return for is if you package Brandon Cooks with someone, okay? Because Brandon Cooks is that whack-a-mole offense in New England, and he has good games and bad games. I think Brandon Cooks might be the guy to move. I'm still believing in Manny Sanders. Please do not trade Jordy Nelson, okay? And thanks for the call, Simon. Tomorrow, like I said on the Fantasy Freestyle on Tuesday, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you the hot waiver wire ads. I'm going to tell you who I believe in, who I don't believe in, because waiver wires run on Wednesday. So sit tight, because who knows what's going to happen Monday night. Okay, who knows what's going to happen tonight? What happens if out of nowhere someone big time gets hurt? There may be some new hot guy. So I'm going to tell you uh, on tomorrow's show what you really need to do. But what you really need to do is go on over to DailyRoto.com or RotoExperts.com slash DKMS. If you don't know, now you know. We're partnering there. DFS contest. You can win tickets to the Super Bowl if you win these contests. But also... You can learn how to help us fight the fight against blood cancer. You could register to be a match, be a blood donor, be a bone marrow donor. It's really great. This way, even if you lose in this DFS contest, you can still be a winner by helping to save a life, okay? And you can win tickets to the Super Bowl if you make it happen. It is a no-lose situation. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about Monday Night Football and the other thing that's really burning me about these London games, speeding speeds on the way back. Of a true fan. Fantasy. Freestyle. Dalvin Cook, who looked like a three-down workhorse stud for the ascending Minnesota Vikings, was my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Looks like he's torn his ACL. He's going to be done for the year, and that is a shame. He looked explosive, and now who knows what it'll be like when he comes back. They said he has some cartilage damage, may have some damage to his meniscus as well. That is a big-time blow to Vikings fans and to fantasy football owners. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Going back to the Fantasy Freestyle, we're dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, the smitten statistician, holding you down. We got Monday Night Football about to kick off in about half an hour here. Uh, Washington and Kansas City. Some news and notes to see, you know, Jordan Reed, Jamison Crowder, and Rob Kelly are all active for the Washington football team. So you could run them out there if you want. I don't know that I would run out any of those guys except for um, Jamison Crowder. Listen, Jordan Reed is a great option, but Vernon Davis is doing it there as well. And when it comes to the running backs, yeah, there's Rob Kelly, right? But I believe that Chris Thompson is the back to own in Washington. I think the game flow is going to be like it's more of a passing game for Washington and Rob Kelly. Kelly is really not the guy out there on the Washington side. Like I said, I believe Chris Thompson is the back to own. But if you've been listening to the show, you already know that. I've been telling you since before the season started, and he was up to as as high as number four overall in fantasy. So hopefully you listen to me and have him on your squad. As it relates to the Chiefs. I'm actually looking for a big game out of Travis Kelsey today, okay? Travis Kelsey last week had one catch for one yard. These kinds of players, the coaching staff doesn't let them 
you know, not be involved like this multiple weeks. I bet, take it to the bank, early on in this game, first couple of series, I bet they look to get Travis Kelsey involved and into the flow of the game. I think Travis Kelsey has a big game. There's no reason Kareem Hunt won't do what he always does and Tyreek Hill won't do what he always does. Kansas City Chiefs are the only undefeated team still left and in a non-conference spot for this Washington team in a non-conference road game. I think it's a tall task for Kirk Cousins. I like Kansas City to stay the only undefeated team in the National Football League. Thanks to everybody for the calls at 844-843-6879. I told you that tomorrow's show, we're going to go through the waiver wire, the fab budgets. I'm going to tell you who you should spend on, who you should not spend on. So if you need to make some waiver wire ads or think about that, holler at me tomorrow. Check out the show tomorrow, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like I said, though, we had a poll question. I asked you, who was your diamond in the rough? 32% of you said Alvin Kamara. But listen, people were also saying Devin Funchess, Clayton Trahan, who always responds, says, Tyrell Williams, who did big things, and the Steelers' defense. Wendell Smallwood, he's a guy I told you about last week. Jake Elliott, there you go. That's that Philadelphia kicker. Didn't get any 60-yarders, but did big things. And, oh, someone said Greg Zerline. I was playing against Greg Zerline in my league, Legatron. This dude from the kicking spot had 27 points. The Rams kicked like five field goals, some of 40-yard plus. I feel you, man. Greg Zerline to Christian Medeiros had Greg Zerline. Zerline hooking him up. I had I was facing Greg Zerline, but I'm still going to get that win. I'm up by about 30. I got Tyree Kill still going. My opponent is Chris Thompson. I feel okay, but that's why they play the games. Let's see. Also, I asked you, who undermined your team? 32% say Antonio Brown. Listen, if you have Antonio Brown, you're expecting him to do big things every week. It didn't happen, but instead, Le'Veon Bell popped off, had over 40 touches, 35 carries. He's back in the flow, over 140 yards. 25% of you say Brandon Cooks. That's why I said he might be someone you could flip to the caller. Demarius Thomas, another option, 20%. I think you got to hold on to him. Other people are saying... uh Started Tariq Cohen. He didn't do it that week. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is also an issue. I mean, that knee issue and these chargers, they look to be down. I don't know what they're going to be doing. Uh... Gordon could be someone who hurts you, Kyle Rudolph, and also Jay Ajayi. That Dolphins offense is absolute blunt guts trash these days. Let's see what they do to respond. All right, tomorrow, like I said on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to talk hot waiver wire ads at every position, especially these running backs, because I know a lot of people got eviscerated by injury in Week 4. Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, and the like, Ty Montgomery as well. If we go back to Thursday, I'm going to hook you up on that waiver wire, and we're going to talk about what happened on Monday night football as well. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. We'll be right back here, 7 o'clock Eastern time, dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See y'all tomorrow.